Section 15 of the Report of the Inquiry into the Role and Oversight of Private Security Contractors in Afghanistan. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Part 2. A. The Need for Government Oversight. What's at Stake? On the morning of February 19, 2010, a squad of U.S. Marines was conducting a foot patrol near Patrol Base Barrows in northeastern Farah province. The Marines observed an Afghan on the roof of a mud hut several hundred meters away. The Afghan, it was later discovered, was a guard for a security contractor working under a Commander's Emergency Requirement Project, CERP, awarded by the Kandahar Regional Contracting Center. Shortly after sunrise, the Afghan guard began firing on the Marines, who sought to identify themselves by yelling, quote, U.S. Marines, end quote, and firing signal flares. But by the time the firing stopped, Marine Lance Corporal, word blanked out, had been shot. A medical evacuation helicopter was dispatched to the scene, but Lance Corporal, word blanked out, died before the helicopter was able to reach him. Following the shooting, several Afghan private security personnel were detained by the Marines. Weapons and a substance suspected to be opium were seized as evidence. Naval Criminal Investigative Service, NCIS, interviews of the U.S. Marines who came under fire and of the Afghans who were detained, revealed troubling information about Afghan contract security personnel. According to Marines interviewed by NCIS, the February 19, 2010 incident was not the first time they had taken fire from private security personnel. One Marine told NCIS that, quote, personally, while on patrol, we have been shot at by contractors, and after we yelled, quote, Marines, end quote, the firing continued from the contractors, as well as on other patrols I have been shot at with a few short shots, end quote. A second Marine told NCIS, quote, On occasion the contractors have been known to shoot at Marines. I know this as a fact because it happened to my squad approximately three weeks ago. End quote. A third Marine also mentioned quote, prior problems with the contractors shooting at Marines. End quote. Not only did the Marines report that security contractors shot at them, but they also said they knew Afghan contract security guards to be high on opium while on the job. One Marine said that, quote, pretty much everyone knows the security contractors routinely use drugs and work their posts while high on drugs, end quote. And that he, quote, personally observed different security contractors using drugs at various posts while on patrol in the past during earlier dates, end quote. Marines told NCIS that, Following the February 19, 2010 incident, they found opium believed to belong to the security contractors involved in the shooting. The Afghans detained after Lance Corporal were blanked out's shooting were ill-prepared to perform as security personnel. NCIS reported that one Afghan guard, said he, quote, was given a rifle and ammunition, end quote, but, quote, that he was never provided with any training on how to use the weapon, and didn't even know what kind of weapon he actually carried. End quote. NCIS reported that another Afghan guard quote, described his rifle 
as being a rocket-propelled grenade, RPG, launcher, end quote, and, quote, stated, the last time he shot an RPG was two years ago, when he was with the Afghan National Army, ANA, in Farah, working at a checkpoint, end quote. A third guard told NCIS that, quote, he carried a rifle with ammunition while working, but wasn't ever given training in the use of the weapon, end quote. A fourth Afghan guard said he had, quote, never been a member of the Afghan National Police or Army and has never shot or had training in shooting the rifle he carried, end quote. That guard told NCIS that, quote, the last time he fired a rifle was in the late 1980s when the Russians occupied Afghanistan, end quote. A fifth Afghan said that he had, quote, never shot his assigned rifle or received any formal weapons training, end quote. U.S. Lance Corporal were blanked out shooting exemplifies the risks that untrained and unsupervised armed private security contractor personnel can pose for U.S. troops. It appears that the U.S. government knew little about the armed guards encountered by the Marines in Farah on the day he was shot. This was despite the fact that the guards were being paid under a contract with the U.S. military. As of May 2010, there were more than 26,000 private security contractor personnel working under U.S. government or ISAF contracts in Afghanistan. The committee's inquiry revealed widespread deficiencies in the performance of security contractors, including in the training provided to their personnel. The inquiry also found major gaps in government oversight that allowed those deficiencies to persist. B. Government Oversight of Private Security Contractor Performance Over the last 15 years, there has been tremendous growth in the number and cost of Department of Defense, DOD, contracts. According to Congressional testimony, in 1994, the U.S. Army alone awarded 75,000 contracts worth $11 billion. By 2008, those numbers had grown to 571,000 contracts, worth $165 billion. Growth in contracting in contingency operations has also been striking and occurred over a shorter period of time. For example, according to U.S. Central Command, CENTCOM, as of the second quarter 2010, there were more than 112,000 Department of Defense contractor personnel operating in Afghanistan alone, a more than 380% increase just since the fourth quarter of 2007. The growth rate in armed private security contracting personnel in Afghanistan has been even greater. According to CENTCOM, as of the third quarter of 2007, there were slightly more than 1,000 armed DOD private security contractor personnel in Afghanistan. By the first quarter of 2010, that number had grown to more than 16,000, an increase of nearly 1,600%. In May 2010, CENTCOM's Armed Contractor Oversight Directorate, ACOD, reported that the total number of private security contractor personnel working on U.S. government or ISAF contracts in Afghanistan was more than 26,000. As two Department of Defense officials testified to Congress, quote, the success of our warfighters is linked to the success of the contracting workforce, end quote. Unfortunately, while the number of department contractor personnel has exploded, 
the department's acquisition workforce has shrunk the army's acquisition workforce for example declined by more than forty five per cent in real terms between nineteen ninety four and two thousand eight while the military's success may be linked to contractor performance officials acknowledge that quote, poor contract oversight and poor contractor performance that may result can negatively affect the military's mission end quote. The risks are particularly serious in the case of armed contractor personnel, such as those hired to perform security. An April 2010 report by the Office of the Assistant Deputy under Secretary of Defense, Program Support, stated that, quote, DOD's use of private security contractors, PSCs, is carefully considered and managed, end quote. Quote, where PSCs are employed, end quote, the report concluded, quote, DOD applies strict vetting, qualification, and training standards, requires adherence to arming authorization procedures, and provides close monitoring and oversight. End quote. The Committee's review of more than 125 DOD contracts for private security in Afghanistan and their associated contract files, however, raises serious questions about the accuracy of those statements. Prior to the award of a contract, contracting officials are required to examine a company's past performance as part of the process for determining whether a contractor is qualified to perform services sought by the government. Although some files of Department of Defense security contracts in Afghanistan contain evaluations of past performance and other evidence of a competitive contracting process, many contain little or no information about security providers their personnel, or their past performance. This is frequently true of contracts between U.S. military and Afghan-owned security providers. In fact, some proposals to provide security services in Afghanistan consist only of a one-page price quote, with no information about the Afghan company involved, how they recruit and train their personnel, and whether they have any experience at all. For example, in August 2008, a U.S. Special Operations Command Regional Contracting Office entered into a contract with Azadullah Security Company to provide more than 150 security guard personnel at a U.S. military base in Oregon province. Other than the contract itself, the contract file provided by the department consisted of a one-page price proposal from the company. Documents provided by the department contained no information about the company, its personnel, its capabilities, or its experience. Once a contract is awarded, the government relies on contracting officers and their delegated representatives to oversee performance. A contracting officer is responsible for ensuring that a contractor meets requirements set forth in its agreement with the government. Where a contract exceeds $1 million and is for a duration of one year or more, the Joint Contracting Command, Iraq-Afghanistan, JCCIA, now known as CENTCOM Contracting Command, may also delegate oversight responsibility to the Defense Contract Management Agency, DCMA. In either case, contracting officer representatives, CORs, typically provide day-to-day -day oversight of a contract. CORs are often referred to as the government's, quote, eyes and ears, end quote, on a contract. Audits conducted by the Government Accountability Office, GAO, however, 
have repeatedly cited the Department of Defense for its, quote, inability to provide an adequate number of oversight personnel, end quote, including CORs in CENTCOM's theater of operations. Although efforts have been made to increase the number of oversight personnel, according to GAO, the problem had, quote, not been resolved, end quote, in Iraq or Afghanistan as of March 2010. Deficiencies in contract oversight also stem from a failure by oversight officials to regularly evaluate contractor performance. In October 2009, CORs for DCMA-delegated contracts, not limited to private security contracts, were not consistently completing their required audits. In December 2009, officials at the Kandahar Regional Contracting Command advised GAO that, quote, their workload required them to devote all their efforts to awarding contracts, and as a result, they could not provide contract oversight, end quote. Lapses in government oversight are particularly dangerous when the safety of U.S. forces is at stake. Between 2007 and 2009, DOD had in excess of 125 direct contracts with more than 70 entities to perform security in Afghanistan. Those contracts were frequently to provide security at U.S. forward operating bases. In addition to lacking information on contractors' capabilities or past performance, files relating to those DOD contracts often contained no information about how security providers actually performed on the job. An exception to that lack of information was contracts where the Defense Contract Management Agency, DCMA, was delegated oversight authority and completed audits of contractor performance. That the most complete record about private security contractor performance comes from an agency that has not consistently completed its necessary audits raises concerns about the adequacy of DOD oversight. Between January 2007 and September 28, 2009, DCMA conducted at least one performance audit of 47 separate DOD contracts to provide security in Afghanistan. Footnote. According to then-DCMA Commander Captain David Graff, DCMA was not tasked with oversight of PSCs until January 2008. DCMA Commander Captain David Graff, Briefing for Committee Staff, May 5, 2010. End footnote. A review of those audits showed that they frequently identified serious deficiencies in contractor performance and compliance with contractual obligations, such as requirements to properly vet and train armed guards. Many of those failures are described below. DCMA's primary tool for influencing remedial action by a contractor is for the agency to issue a corrective action request, CAR, requiring the contractor to take steps to both fix a problem and prevent it from happening again. Despite the large number of deficiencies identified in DCMA audits of security providers in Afghanistan, however, DCMA reports issuing CARs to only five private security providers during the period reviewed by the committee. End of section 15. Recording by Katie Riley, May 2011.